Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. It's a beautiful day outside. It's 14 degrees and sunny and it's enough to make you think you're in Palm Springs. And if you've driven down Hunter Street recently and past the Lucky Hotel, you'll have seen a, uh, well, a refurbishment of the uh, of the beautiful old girl herself it is magnificent they have uh, just launched they have their official opening tomorrow night and uh, joining me on the line now is a mayfield boy he's born and bred he's back home he's uh, he's taken on the big smoke and won he's now back here at the lucky it is stephen scott mayfield boy good morning and welcome Good morning. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Now, what's it like, before we get into all of your career, what's it like being home? It's really good, to be honest. Um, mate, traffic's good. <laughs> Beaches are amazing. It's like, yeah, it's just nice. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I just find, like, even as busy as life gets, like, we've just still got more hours in the week, more hours in the day. Yeah. And it's just a better place for a family, to be honest. Oh, without doubt, without doubt. Now, uh, obviously, uh, as we, as I said, you and I had the discussion off air, you know, you're a Mayfield East primary school boy, you then went to Newcastle High. When did you discover your love of cooking? Uh, it was pretty much when, I'll be honest with you, I was a really bad eater as a kid, a very fussy, and it was kind of when I decided to move out of home and mum was like, I've got to get this guy, he needs to be out of food, you know, he needs to be able to cook for himself, so... <laughs> Yeah, developed quite a big repertoire with the old mints, and yeah, just kind of fell into it from there. And it was one of those jobs that everyone told me was a really bad idea. Mm. And for the first kind of six to twelve months, it probably was. But um, yeah, you just kind of once you get in your groove, once you kind of find your feet in it, it's a really rewarding. Just a really great job and a really great career and a really great life, to be honest. And it really is one of the staples of life, isn't it? As long as you've got a, uh, you know, you've got a happy tummy, you've got a happy person, and that must be yeah. that must be a rewarding experience to to see that happen. It is because it's a real instant gratification. Like you can, you know, you can put your heart and soul into a plate, send it out, and you can immediately see the results. You can also see the negative results as well too, can't you? Can, you can. <laughs> and look, you, you will never make everybody happy, but uh, as long as you're doing your best and as long as you know you've done your best, then, well, that's the best you can do, I guess. Absolutely. Now, you did, uh, you did leave our beautiful shores and, uh, and you headed to the UK. What was that yep. like? Cold. For a <laughs> <laughs> Us Novocastrians do not like a cold London, do we? Yeah, we do not. We do not. So if anyone listening plans on moving there, don't do it mid-February as I did. Oh, you did It'll be the most uh, confronting cold you've ever had in your life. It's but horrible. then all of a sudden you get to like spring, summer, and it's like, oh, this is unreal. The sun's out. All the flowers are out. People are out. It's, yeah, it doesn't, like the middle of summer, It doesn't. the sun doesn't go down to like 10 o'clock at night. Oh. The it's unreal. Mate, I'm so excited. I actually head to the UK, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Is the weather oh. going to be okay for me? Yeah, you'll oh. be fine. Oh, thank God, because, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a cold person. I don't like it at all. You'll, you'll have skipped the, uh, the London 28-degree heat wave, so you'll be safe. <laughs> 28 doesn't worry me at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love Nothing that. Balmy. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, um, you obviously, uh, you, know, you, you spent some time doing some, some fun stuff in, uh, in London, and uh, we can't ignore the elephant in the room. You worked for Gordon Ramsay. How was that? Oh, it was... I'll be honest with you, it was an absolutely fantastic experience. Mm. It was hard work. It was a lot of long days, but the payoff is incredible. 
And everyone asked me, is he like that on the mm. telly? Look, he is, do you know, but that's very edited and focused mm. on. Like, he's one of the most, um, like, one of the most rewarding people to work with. Like, he will taste something that you've made and know exactly what's in it, and he'll always give, like, good feedback. Mm. You know, why don't you try this or add a little bit more of this? Like, it's, you spend five minutes with that guy, and it's the equivalent of, like, two weeks working back-to-back with a really good chef. And it really does make you, doesn't it? I, I can remember I had a very similar boss when I uh, when I first started, and, uh, man, it made me the person I am, and I've got no doubt it's made you the chef you are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was lucky to have a really great chef train me through my apprenticeship that set me up to be able to go into a, a kind of situation like that and keep my head on my shoulders. Mm. So, oh, look, there's, there's the initial, that's that bloke off the telly. Yeah. And the, geez, he's got a big forehead. But uh, <laughs> once you get past that, which is not internationally. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. No, don't worry about it. Um, mate, what did you learn from him? What, what's the number one thing that you took away from your time with Gordon Ramsay? Uh, from a, like, there was a lot of really great management skills. Mm. And then also from a cooking point of view, we, the two greatest things I really took away that kind of formed me since then, we did a lot of, like, whole beast work. Like, uh, at one point I was working at May's Grill, which is like his steakhouse, mm. and we would order in, like half sides of the cow rather than, you know, it wouldn't be like, okay, I need this many rumps, this many sirloins. We would just get cows in and get the hacksaw out and start breaking them down. And it was a really amazing experience. And also, like cooking over charcoal for the first time. Like that is, once you wrap your head around that, that's a, Mm. it's an absolute game changer. Wow. So, so you can also, you know, you're also now skilled as a butcher as well, basically. Yeah. I would use the term butcher uh, nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it can look a little butchered. Yeah, but, um, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. No, no, I definitely love It's quite actually therapeutic mm. for me. I probably sound like a serial killer now, but uh, <laughs> no, it's just kind of the way it works. And once you get your head around one animal, they're all very similar. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all pretty much built the same, aren't we? Four legs, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Now, rumps. Yeah, 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 definitely. Some rumps are bigger than the others. Now, um, <laughs> you returned to Australia in uh, in 2016 and uh, and you went uh, went down to the Charing Cross Hotel, which is uh, is just incredible, just uh, such a great reputation there. And then you moved over to uh, to the Matt Morin stable. What was that like? Again, you know, talking about working with icons of, uh, of your industry, he's up there. Definitely. He is, uh, that was a great experience. And that was right on the, um, you know, chefing's got this reputation of super long hours and things like that, which it was very honest with that. But mm. starting with them, they're on the forefront of a culture change and like, let's make this more sustainable. Like they were identifying that, yes, there were staff shortages, so, yeah. but they were actually proactively doing something about it. It was very hard line, 38 hour weeks for mm. everyone. And if you couldn't, yeah, you just need to learn to management manage it so it gave you a really good like you could no longer like okay well i'll just wait to the end of the week and get all my stuff done it was very uh highly organized um great culture building and it just brought everyone else up with you you, know, you really need to learn to delegate off to your staff which then they've given them something to strive for which obviously leads you uh leads you into uh, into this job now you're taking over the kitchen at uh, at the lucky what's your vision for for that what what do you think got you across the line to uh to get this this head of the kitchen job there was there was a lot of things like to be honest the stars really aligned on this one um a great team all people i've worked with before like on the upper end and then the opportunity for it's a good sized kitchen and we can really what we're doing with the food, we've really got like 
an opportunity, not to be a school, but just to kind of really put the work in and really train the next generation of chefs. I know that sounds a bit romantic, but mm. like we've got everything there. We've got the tools to do it. We might as well. And it's, yeah, it's rewarding. Well, the previous owner, Jeff McCloy, he didn't, um, he didn't choke on any of the, uh, the equipment in that, in that kitchen. I could only imagine what it must be like. I've never worked in anything like it. Even like the big hotel kitchens with Ramsey's in the UK didn't have the equipment this place does. So, and that's what I mean. Like it's stuff in there that these guys won't get to use anywhere else. So, like around Newcastle at least. So, it's good. You can, you've got the space. You've got the facilities. You can really just like take your chef and just really help mm-hmm. kind of train them up and show them what to do. So we open officially um, tomorrow. You've got yep. the official opening, so uh, I hope yep. you've got some nice grub for me. Now, what uh, what is your favourite uh, dish? So, what, what is something on your on the menu that uh, that is really that is is you know is Stephen Scott? What what is the uh, what's the dish that we go? Yeah, that's our Mayfield boy. I'll tell you, what, I really like yeah from Ramsey's. I really developed a passion for meat, and I really love my steak. Uh, we've got on a hanger steak, Jack Creek hanger steak through um, Hunter Valley Meat. So this is a cut that comes from just in front of the throat. There's kind of like one piece per animal. So you get about four steaks per cow. Mm. It's really nice, rich, beefy flavour. And we've basically done it as the classic pepper steak. Oh, nice. Kind of bring it back. But we're using like um, native Tasmanian pepperberries through Oztucker. So we've got a bit like, we've gone a bit Australian with it for mm. a classically French dish. And it's just... I'll be honest with you, pepper steak, chips and sauce, and it's absolutely delicious. It's just, and that's kind of what we're about, just simple, done well. We're not trying to overcomplicate things. Yeah, which is, which is exactly what you want sometimes. You, know, you don't want to go into a pub and, uh, you know, and have to spend $150 on a dish to, uh, to, to not even feel comfortable with it. It's about exactly. the, the best quality pub grub, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's kind of like... You don't get to go out every night anymore, do you know what I mean? Especially like interest rates going up mm. and things like that. So we just want to make sure the people that are coming to see us can have a good meal, have a good night, a good drink, and go home like really like yeah. Do you know, we don't we're not pushing to get every single person to come back every single night. It's mm. like come and love it, come and enjoy it. Spread the word. Yeah, mm. definitely. So, Steve, for those of us who are dessert inclined, and I'm not saying I am or not, but for those of us who are, what's the best uh, dessert offering you've got? Ooh, I've got two really nice ones at the minute. I kind of thought instead of going too many, let's just get two superstars mm. on there. We've got a really nice uh, Basque cheesecake. So it's kind of like a flan. Like you cook it on a really high heat. So it gets like a really nice caramelized edge on it. So it's like, it's just nice and light. And we do that with a bit of comfy orange and a nice bit of creme fraiche. And then we've got the classic Italian chocolate torte with some salted oh. caramel sauce. Oh. But yeah, you know, we're not... I'm not going to say we're playing it safe, but it's like you got some winners. Yeah. Some good, yeah. Fantastic. Well, listen, best of luck. Congratulations. It's lovely to uh, lovely to have you home. It's lovely to know that uh, that you're just down the road at the Lucky. Best of luck tomorrow night. And, uh, Thank you very much. No doubt Australians uh, will, will be loving the, uh, the French-inspired pepper steak. I love it. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Look after yourself. Great talking to you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. bye. That is uh, Stephen Scott, who is the new head chef at The Lucky. It is uh, officially opened tomorrow, but you can uh, you can head down there. It's uh, it's already done. The uh, the incredible renovation that's been done down there. It really does look like you're in the middle of uh, 
of you know the, the tropics down there with all of the palm trees and uh, a very nice Palm Springs atmosphere for uh, for Hunter Street. So make sure you get down, have a bit of a look, and uh, and say hi to Stephen. The, uh, Man, he's had some experience, hasn't he? Imagine working for not only uh, not only Gordon Ramsay but also uh, Matt Moran. Wow, not bad. And he's right here in our own backyard. Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.